to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hi, my friend. Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Kelsey Beebe, and I'm really grateful to be here with you today. We're going to be looking at a couple of verses from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 16. And what I hope for you today is that you walk away with something to think about, something to ponder, especially when it comes to who you are and who you believe yourself to be. I invite you to just take a moment and take a deep breath. Soften your shoulders, relax your jaw. If your tongue is pressed up against the roof of your mouth, just let it relax down. And center yourself wherever you are in this moment. And I'll read to you from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 13 through 20. Now, when Jesus came to the area of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. He said, and what about you? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said, you are the Christ the son of the living God. Then Jesus replied, happy are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because no human has shown this to you. Rather, my God who is in heaven has shown you. I tell you that you are Peter and I will build my church on this rock. The gates of the underworld won't be able to stand against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven Anything you fasten on earth will be fastened in heaven. Anything you loosen on earth will be loosened in heaven. Then Jesus ordered the disciples not to tell anybody that he was the Christ. Would you please pray with me? Gracious God, help us to hear these words anew today. Open our ears, open our minds, open our eyes so that we may see ourselves the way that you see us, so that we may call ourselves by the name that you call us, beloved. Be with each person who is listening right now. May they feel your grace within them and among them and around them. Bring your peace over our hearts, O God. And open our minds, open our hearts, and fill our well with your spirit. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. There were a lot of things that I was called when I was growing up. I was called smart, kind, gifted, and I believed these things. And they started to really form what I believed about myself, who I saw myself as, who I wanted to be. It started to really form and shape my identity. But there were other things that I was called. Irresponsible, bossy, mean, bad with money, 
all of these various things that that also started to form my identity. There's a lot of research that says when you tell someone, especially a child that, for example, that they're lazy, it starts to become a prophecy because they really start to live into it. If you continuously tell a child over and over and over that they are lazy, they will start to be lazy. They'll start to live into that. When we are told things about ourselves, about who we are, whether by someone else, by someone we love, or by ourselves, they start to become a part of our identity, whether they're good or they're bad. And we start to believe, this is who I am. When I mentioned that I was told for the longest time that I am bad with money, I really did believe it. And it wasn't until just maybe in the past year or two that my life coach said to me, have you ever thought that maybe this is just a story you tell yourself? Maybe you are good with money. And it took me back. It took me back because I never realized that it was possible for me to be something else. I had been told for so long and had told myself for so long that this is something I was bad at. And so I had never really allowed myself to live into something different. And sure enough, when I was able to shift, I was able to loosen that part of my identity and find myself actually being responsible and good with money. There's something about these things that we start to believe ourselves. We become bound to them and bound by them. They limit us. We find ourselves just saying, well, that's just who I am. But what if they aren't? You know, Jesus was called a lot of things too. He knew that there were rumors going around about him. People were talking about him, both good and bad. And so he goes to his friends, his followers, and he says, who do they say I am? Who do they say the son of man is? And they reply, some say John the Baptist. Others, Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or just, you know, one of the other prophets. And then Jesus takes a moment and he says, but who do you say I am? You, the one who really knows me, my friend. And Simon Peter says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus responds to Peter and says, happy are you. Simon, son of Jonah, because no human has told this to you, but rather my God in heaven is the one who told you this. And what I, I take from this moment is that our truest identity, even for Christ, even for Jesus, our truest identity comes only from God. Who we truly are comes from God. Who does God say that you are? And God says, you are good. You are beloved. This is your true identity. And even in this moment, there's a really beautiful thing that happens with Simon Peter. This man is named Simon, son of Jonah. Jesus says to him in this moment, you are Simon, son of Jonah. But I tell you, you are Peter. You are Peter. And on this rock, I will build the church. And what's happening here is a, a play on words because the Palestinian Aramaic, which is what Jesus would be saying, the word for Peter, the name Peter, and the word for rock are essentially the same word. 
And so what Jesus is doing here is giving Simon a new name that is Peter and telling him who he is. You will be the foundation of this church. And with that, you are given this new name, Peter, Rock. You are the one on which this church will be built. And this happens because Peter has a unique gift that Jesus sees within him. And so not only do we receive our truest identity from God as beloved, but God sees within us a gift and helps us identify what that gift is. And that also becomes a part of our true identity. We were each given a unique gift from God. Perhaps you have been called teacher, leader, musician, engineer, mathematician, plumber, electrician, handy person, administrative assistant, mother, father, auntie, all of these different things unique to your gifts. And these things are are binding parts of our identity too. But the difference is when we become bound to that part of our identity, the one that comes from our gift from God, it frees us from being who we are not. You see, when you become bound to your identity in Christ, when you become bound to the identity of beloved child of God, it frees you. It frees you from those other things that were bound to your identity. When you live into who God says you are and who God calls you to be, it frees you to live more fully and completely as yourself and share those gifts that God gave you with the world. When you become bound to that identity, it looses you from that old identity. As Jesus says to Peter, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And these two keys are keys to fasten and to loosen, keys to bind and keys to unlock. So when you become bound to that new identity in Christ, what happens is that it loosens all of those other things that had bound you so tightly. All those things that were bound to you out of fear or maliciousness or anger or hurt. It loosens them. Love has that power, but we are still bound to that love. But when we are bound to love, it loosens all of those other things. And it's so much freer, so much more beautiful. And the other beautiful piece of this is when we live into it, when we live into who we are, into our specific gifts, it not only binds us to God and to love, but it binds us to one another because it means we have to then rely on one another. If your gift is different than my gift, it means that I must rely on you and you must rely on me. I talked about this, I think, in one of my interviews recently, but I am so grateful to have friends whose spiritual gifts are different than mine. For example, the woman who edits these podcasts for me. I am so grateful that she has a gift that I don't have so that we can work together. 
I mentioned at, at one of my churches this morning, I am a big picture person. And so I tend to surround myself with people who are really detail oriented so that we can work together. Those detail oriented folks need someone who can look at the bigger picture. And I need someone who is focused on those smaller details. Otherwise, nothing would ever happen. We need each other. We belong to each other. Every part is different, but every part is vital. The Apostle Paul talks a lot about this, how we are all different parts of the body of Christ and each part has a different function, but each part is a necessary piece of the whole. Even the pinky toe, you wouldn't think the pinky toe has a whole lot of function in the body, but if you take off the pinky toe, it throws off your entire equilibrium, your whole balance. It is so necessary. Or even in an ecosystem, I was listening to something on NPR a while ago about mosquitoes. And believe me, I am not a fan of mosquitoes. I think I got bit 10 times at church this morning, including on my forehead right before church. But anyway, I digress. They were talking about how there have been studies about what would happen if we just eradicated mosquitoes. What if we just got rid of them? And they said that when you do that... It throws off the ecosystem of the entire world, just getting rid of mosquitoes, which reminded me that every person, even those who just irk me like a mosquito, are necessary. They belong to, and they are a necessary part of this world's ecosystem, of the ecosystem of the body of Christ. And so may you know that even on your worst days, you are necessary. You have a function. You have a purpose that God has given you. And so does the next person. You, my friend, are a beloved child of God, truly beloved. And so on those days when that negative committee that meets in your head starts to talk down to you, repeating all those stories that have been told to you about who you are, listen to the words of Jesus Christ, who will call you beloved who will tell you this is your gift. You are a child of God and you have a purpose in this world. Bind yourself to that so that you can loosen all of those other things. Bind yourself to that love and loosen the rest. God be with you, my friend. God bless you always. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.